Here we are, LITC podcast. We're here with Big Che, bro. Big Dog. What's happening? What's happening? I'm good, man. You good? Doing? Yeah, not bad, brother. Not bad. We're in a new surrounding, new settings. Yeah, it's pretty, uh, man. Yeah, we're, we're trying, we're trying, we're trying to build up. We've got art. Yeah, we've got, yeah, but I don't know if you've seen our podcast, if you've seen them, but the way we like to start is by looking at a piece of art. To be fair, I think we're gonna have to get a new bit of art. Yeah, I got a bit scared just there, you know. I just looked when I looked at it, and this is what we want to know. It looks a bit dark, bro. Alright, first, first of all, it looked Nando-ish. Yeah, that little chicken what they take from your table. You know, they act like they care. They got to take that chicken. You know that one. That one, but then, bro, that there, these little symbols looks kind of dark to me. Maybe. I've just got a messed up mind. No, no, expand what? on that a little bit. Something more, looks dark mean? and devilish to me. So dark and devilish. It looks devilish. like a ritual. It looks. <laughs> no, you look the first person to say yeah. ritual, yeah. Well, what is it meant to be? You know? Bro, like art's subjective, and then, like, yeah. we're asking different people different things. Do you know what I mean? I asked one guy, and then he was like, I said that it seems dark to me. Yeah. And he goes, Well, I'm from Africa. So maybe what's dark to you guys? That could be, yeah. I'm just thinking me. that as well. Is it tribal? So it might make it a bit different. But like, even that, look. If you want to get deep on it, yeah? Mm. There's division sign with reverse. So does that mean unity? Is it like reversing division? Mm. I must get a click for that. <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> that's, that's deep, that's deep. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I don't know, man. I don't know. So that looks like an extended life and I don't know, it could be anything, man. Yeah. But then this bit to me looks like a devil in a skirt. That's a bit mad. I can't get nothing good out of that. Yeah. And then the two evil eyes watching. Yeah? Ah, yeah. Cool. I don't cool. know. I cool. don't know. Yeah, that's the artist that we work with called Ajani. But anyway, yeah. enough of Ajani, it's about you. So we want to know a little bit more about you, yeah. your background, where you grew up, siblings, family life, mm. um, just your whole your journey, basically, to where you are now. <sighs> My journey's a mad yeah. one still. Many different ways. Yeah. I grew up in Tooting. I grew up in Tooting, but as a baby, when I was born, I lived in Battersea. Okay. But then moved to Tooting and grew up there. Most of my family was based in Tooting. It's like grandparents, cousins, aunties, uncle. Most of them was all in Tooting. So that's where I kind of grew up and learned most of the things you I learned in life. Siblings. Um, siblings, mom, two, uh, two big brothers. Mum. Dad was there for a little bit, then he pissed off. Yeah. But... I don't know, I didn't really, I don't really, I weren't really raised with that. Yeah. yeah he was the point there a little longer for my brothers, I guess. Because my brothers are older. Yeah, because they're older, yeah, yeah, yeah. But by the time I was six, seven years off. But do you, do you, looking at it, like, because I know, like, my father was never around. And I know when I look back now, I don't even think, for me, it's even about money. Even yeah. if your mum's struggling with Nah, you know what I know with her. Yeah, now you know that. Yeah, that, 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 that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, you're secure. If someone, bro, I was thinking about it the other day. I don't even know how to deal with older men. Like, they piss me off half the time. Well, because I have no, I have no sympathy. I have no, I don't like to build a relationship with them. Like, when I see them, all I think is, why are you being a bitch? Like, man up. Like, I don't, I don't know how to deal with them. It's okay. mad. I actually don't yeah. know how to, like, everyone goes through stuff. But I've never seen an older man around me like, as a father, I figure like that directly on. Mm. So it's crazy to kind of explain, but it's like when, even when they try to show that love certain times, I'm like, he's off, man, I don't yeah, know, yeah, this, yeah. this yeah. love was fake. The only, yeah, yeah, yeah. only relationship I had with an elder like that as a father figure weren't real. So mm. I don't really know how to show that so emotion have... back to elder men. Like, I'll, I'll give the world 
to a woman and like I be female, the female, I understand that because I have yeah. my mum. So I have that sympathy, I have that empathy, I have that love and I have that understanding. Mm. But with males, I would say, you know what? In my life, there's probably about three, four males that was at my mum's generation that I knew mm. that would come and check on us and make sure we're cool and take care of us and things like that. But I was fathered by my brothers. You mm. might as well say. What was that like being the youngest? Ah, youngest is cool, man. Yeah. <laughs> I even got a friend. Youngest yeah. is cool. By the time it gets to you, mum's hands tired. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, you ain't yeah, getting yeah. as much licks as the older ones got. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And most of the things that could be done have been done. Mm. I remember one time I was younger, yeah, and I robbed the. Well, how young? I must have been about 14, 15 years. This day, my mobile phones are popping. Okay. Knocking yeah. face off, sex, and it's all them day. It's first like proper when you, you can get it and not be traced. You can yeah, get, got, when like you get the SIM card out quick enough, you're good. <coughs> but I done that, and one of my brother's brethren saw. He's gone. Oh, and, so, yeah, yeah. He saw me do it, but he's gone and boasted to my brother about it. Ah, oh, your little brother's acting. Yeah, I see yeah, yeah. Rob Freeman. And, uh, yeah. You know, that's the worst thing you could do for me. I'm going on, I'm getting punched up now. Yeah. They say badness weren't promoted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You weren't meant to be doing no badness what? On like that. that. Point, on that point, on that point, it's funny because when a lot of people hear about like, growing up in the manor or growing yeah. up, let's say from deprived backgrounds, I don't know, I look back when I was younger, let's say olders, right? Yeah, people yeah. People that were older than you. They wouldn't be like, yeah, go and be bad. It's cool nah, to be not bad. The real ones. Like, nah. like, they're not like, yeah, it's, it's cool to be bad. I remember my mum was like, make sure you go to school. Like, what are you trying exactly. to fight? You're not with us. That's exactly. That's the point. When they slap you up. Yeah, that's what I'm school. saying. Whereas now, now it's because now, like, now we've got a lot of pussy Now we've got a lot of pussy leading the generations, I believe. Yes, man. They want them to do their dirt now. Yeah. Half of them ain't got the heart to do it themselves. Yeah. Whether it's they never had the heart in the first place or whether you just get older. Once you get older, you have different possibilities. You can't do certain things because you've got kids now. You got yeah. bills to pay. You know that if you mess yeah. up, so your heart ain't the same. You can't jump into any silly battle if you've got any sense. Do you know what I mean? But who cares about this little kid? That's how that man look at This little kid was more kids very impressionable. They're gonna take advantage of it. What do you think about because I've seen like a few podcasts and like what some of these ones that are more on about people being on road and growing up a certain way and they're saying a lot of the terms they're using is grooming. They're saying that these men, these olders right now, that's exactly what they're doing. They're grooming these kids. What do you think about that actual term? Well, I've never really thought of it, you know, but... They're saying it's the same tactics. Bit, mm, kind of, but it's a bit harder. When I hear grooming, I think sexual. Think of, like, think, yeah, it gets a bit... Nonce, right? nonce, yeah. But that's what they're saying. They're using the same well, it tactics. Ain't, for real, it is, but it ain't. Mm. And it depends as well. It depends where you're going for, because, boom, certain olders could take a young buck under their wing and have the right intentions. Whether they're doing the right thing or have the right intention. There's no right intention in grooming for such activities. Mm. You can't ever find the right intention in no. that. Whereas sometimes there's certain guys who finish and they, this is their only way out in their mind. And you even older, if you really only know that as your way out, you think you're helping sometimes. You know what I mean? Like I can't lie, even one point, I started doing youth offending work, working with young offenders. I proper got deep into it. Let me and that first things that first things I used to tell them is you know what? I can't feel your belly. So when you go home at night and there's nothing in your fridge, my words ain't gonna fill your belly, in it. Mm. So I get it to a certain degree. All I can do is guide you and show you other options and hope you listen. 
but I'm never going to look down on you if you have to go yeah. do a certain yeah, place to live. Because I get it. Yeah, because I get it. But if you're doing <clears> it for no reason, you're an idiot. Mm. You're an idiot if you're doing it for no reason. Because you see a lot of you coming from happy enough homes. Mm. But things are brought for you. Things are given to you. So what are you doing out there? Actually, what you said on the podcast was out there. Probably talking it later, but a lot of them podcasts actually annoy me. Mm. I'm seeing too much glorification of the old shit. That's what it is. And I've seen people getting made like they're some celebrity because they've done bad things. It's yeah. stupid. I think tell your story. Your story's like yeah. you, like me. It's part of your journey, but it's... But yeah, when you're trying... It's muggy, You're though, still trying it? to yeah. live off of that story, yeah. live off of that name. Yeah. No one cares. Yeah. And you're not helping you to that. But no, but because that's what I say is because I'll be real to you. If things carried on going how it was when I was five, six years old, I probably never had touch road. Probably never been done though, really and truly. Because I remember the early, early days in that type of way where my mum would be, mum was in uni, working, she's doing what she was doing, you know what I mean? I remember one point we even had Sky for a couple months. Where we were living, you get me, WWF days, when Rockers <laughs> and Marty Jannetty, you know what I'm worrying about, you, you get me? You get me? You get me? All of that, so if it went that way, it probably yeah. would have been cool. Yeah, but yeah, there, yeah, but flipping what's it called? Shit changed. Mm. And it weren't just pups leaving. That probably had one bit of it. Yeah, but the other animal's mom got ill when I was like year five, year four, year five in primary school. And that illness she went couldn't work no more after that. Mm. So now it's just urban free boys. Someone's gotta feed each other. We've got our grand down the road and if worse come when electricity ran out, if it's that deep, we can go down there. You get me, if there's no food in the yard, you can go down there. And the maddest thing is, I could probably look back now and clocked when clocked when we had to do with them situations. But yeah, as a kid, just, I would never have noticed. So I would go into nervous, yeah, like, I would just, never have noticed just nothing. Yeah. That, but then, love I bet that's there. a lot of time because of your mum. Yeah, and the she love was there. When your house is full of love, yeah. you've got. When your house is full of love, you've got. Mm. No matter if it's one piece you can get shared between three of us. You wouldn't even notice it because that's that. what you know, isn't it? Yeah, 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 me, but the love's there, so I never it's when I'm looking back more, I start to realise, oh man. Yeah. You know what? <clears throat> Touching on that point. So like I'm thinking about how I grew up because I used to have a lot of like my mum was a foster mother, so yeah. I had a lot of foster brothers, sisters, but then yeah. I had big family, cousins and whatnot. So they'd always be around. Yeah. And when you're talking about the love and it being there and you send one piece of chicken, I remember like the ways we grew up. Like literally, you'd have a plate of rice, and everyone would have a spoon, and that like, all eating yeah. off the same yeah. plate. Like literally, yeah. and it's just that family time. Like you exactly. eat the same. Hey, Malachi, stop yeah, that! Yeah, like. yeah, yeah, so yeah. So he's going for my bit, but we're all eating together. But yeah. it created that. That unity, that, that bond, that uni, yeah. You know what I mean? And, exactly. And looking back on it now, I feel like, oh, that was love. Like even yeah. talking about, it, thinking, oh, they were good times. We're supposed to. Like now, I do it with my daughter and that, but. It's different for yeah, them. Yeah, like, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. The love's there, but it's different. Yeah, like, do you know yeah, what I mean? We're showing that love in different ways. I get what you like, mean fully. Do you know what I mean? I get what you mean fully, bro. And that's what it is, man. So, yeah, we didn't even notice them type of things really and truly. Mm. So, I can't, that's what I say, you can't, I can't complain in my upbringing at all. Like, one, two, I reached probably secondary school times. And you start mixing with other people and you're by yourself and something. I start realizing, oh, I'm kind of broke. Yeah, like, yeah, you, you get me like, right, yeah, you start seeing things in the next man's cupboard. Right? Yeah. Right, yeah. Like, I didn't want to invite man to me. Like, I know there's no drinking in the fridge. Yeah. Man, I'm not sure drinking. You go, you're beating someone at school tomorrow. Yeah. You yeah. know that's what's going to yeah. happen. You know, if I come, man, come to my yard, we're chilling, I'll ask for a drink. I ain't got no drink, you know. 
Man, try bus jokes. Man, try bus school. Yeah. I'm getting suspended. <laughs> I'm getting suspended because yeah. man ain't having any. That's yeah. real person. That's gonna hurt. Yeah. So, you know what it is. You get me. So it's that. Do you think the majority of young people that you grew up with is because of poverty why they do certain things? I think when when I grew up, yeah, it was a lot of that. But as the years change, I think sometimes poverty's come out of it. Come on, I'm talking poverty, but still rocking Jordans. <laughs> and they're real. So it's not really poverty, innit? It's, it's, it's mainstream. You want to call it poverty, probably. But it's not, innit? Because really and truly, you didn't even have to buy a pair of grandma trainers. You could have still bought a pair of 90s. Mm. It's still a decent pair and then fed your ass. You know so, what? Like, it, it's mad because when you're, you're saying this, I'm looking, because I always try and put myself and take myself back there and I'm looking at what you're saying, the reason why you've done certain things. And then if I really check myself, I've done certain things not because of poverty, to be honest, because yeah. my mum was that one that I did have those things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I would go and do things because I think mine was more environment because I'm with a man now. Yeah, yeah, and naturally get caught in Like, I like this guy, I think he does bits, but because he's out there. Do you get yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, so, yeah, like, yeah. we're going out there. You want to be out there as well. Or, like you, it's bad to say, but you did have fun when you did this. Yeah, or like, there literally. There was a fun element. Bro, there Peckham. was a thrill and a ride. Do you get what I'm yeah. saying? I'm in Peckham and they're like, yeah, we just went out there on the weekend, we've gone out there. Man's coming back, we're all meeting back up at like a certain spot, and they're coming back with this, that, money. And even but, if you raise the money out of it, they come back with that ratings that everyone's talking about, they're important. You know what I'm saying? Like, right, it's called celebrities. Yeah, and it's, it's like eight or nine times it's happened, and I'm like, I want to be man talking about me like yeah, this. Yeah, now. yeah, yeah. So then I'm saying, oh, I'm going out there yeah. as well, do you know what I mean? And but then it does happen like that. Well. You like get that. caught in it, you get yeah. caught in the mix. But yeah, no, it's an, inter- it's an interesting point when you say like, when I, we talk about poverty and a lot of people doing things out of poverty and then you have people that just do out, things out of environment because mm-hmm. of where they are. Many reasons, man. Man, we in the school. We were. My school was a long school in the borough. Mm. So you get caught in shit, innit? I've never wanted to be a bad boy. I've never, I, I know I'm not the bad issue out there. Even when I was out there, I'm not a bad issue. I've still got heart. I wouldn't even shock to you if they were on the same age. Yeah, yeah. Like, I weren't, it weren't just about money, innit? So, I've yeah, but that, what does that come down to? Does that come down to that's not about being a bad Jew? Is that just like there's that even though what, you might be doing stuff that's immoral, there's still like ethics. Yeah, because yeah, because it's circumstances why I'm. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm not here for the fight. I don't want to. Yeah. Be. I'm not evil. I'm not bad. As I said, yeah. my upbringing. If you look at my upbringing, my name's Jamal. That there's always been God in my house. Mm. I've got Rasta background in the yard. I've got Islam background in the yard. It's always there. Granny is Christian. There's always some sort of. God, God, the influence there. Mm-hmm. So we know what's right or wrong. Mm-hmm. And even, even when I look at some of this black empowerment stuff we're seeing nowadays, a lot. Mm-hmm. I knew that from when I was five, bro. <laughs> you get me to say, no, I'm new to man. But now social media's made it pretty, everyone wants to talk on it. Well, talking you get me? That, yeah, you get me. But so. Um, what about schooling? School. School is a weird man. School. Capable. As I say, everybody, you can't study when your belly's hungry. You don't concentrate when your belly's hungry. As much as that is, that's the, that's the truth. That best thing to do is send you to school with breakfast. Them little things that you don't, you don't even realize half the time while you're getting in trouble, while your mind's not where it is. And my mind's, my mind's probably been a bit distant from young in that type of way. As I said, mum, I see my mum almost there. What was wrong with when you When that real illness hit, I shared a brain aneurysm. And they were talking that the doctor told me straight from that age, like, yeah, when you see your mum, if she makes it through, she might not remember who you are. 
They get me a sword. That's a ready player. And then I'm the How youngest. Old you at the time? Ten, maybe eleven. Between nine and eleven. Mm-mm. I had to go live with my auntie for a month or so. And even that illness now hitting me. I mean, both my brothers have had brain aneurysms over the last how much years. My kidneys ain't worked for six years. I've been dialyzing. So it's always been through. And it's a family thing. It stems off the back of the kidney problems our family has. It's hereditary. Do you feel like also it's the the pain of what's going on with your mum as well? As yeah, you that's a lot of it, that? yeah. Not just the... Oh, we haven't got this. Yeah, it's like, nah, yeah. It's like, where's yeah. your channel like? You know that exactly. angle? Like, who do you speak exactly. to? You're yeah. not speaking to your brothers because they're going through it. You're not yeah. speaking to an elder or something. And how it raises well, we don't really, we don't really bitch. So how do no you do? Like, you say bitching, but then no bitching's allowed. Like, no bitching's allowed. Yeah. So we don't yeah. fools can get shit off our and chest. And even your mum that will be going through that will still be telling you, look, you got to get on with it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's when you get on with it. Yeah, and that's why you take it out on the world. And you, you can go to levels that world. other people can't. Exactly. Do you get Unfortunately. It? Yeah. Unfortunately. I always say, I always say, because now it's dangerous, man. It's so good. My heart, my heart can get cold. And it's not good. I don't think it's good. I prefer a warm heart. Mm. But I know when it's time to get cold hearted, I ain't got to try. Do you, think, <laughs> do you think like, all oh, now, like, at your age now, do you think you've dealt with a lot of that stuff? I can still see repercussions from a lot of that stuff right now. I said the cold heart thing. Mm-hmm. I don't believe no one's meant to last around me. As mad as it is, because from young, it's like I was expecting to get the phone call. You're on your own. That's a hard, that's a really yeah. hard thing. Every day. That's a really hard day. thing. Yeah. That, I, don't, I don't, well, at least the words that describe it, I don't really like using those words, but you see that anxious feeling, because I know I've got my mum's got health problems. So I know I've got that feeling when you're just expecting that phone call. Yeah. Your mind can just go somewhere else with it. Do you know what I mean? Or yeah. just getting onto your road, you're coming back home and seeing an ambulance outside that, the house. Oh, that's what's going on. Do you know what I mean? Exactly. Like, yeah. To the exactly. and, so imagine dealing with that from that 10. Yeah. From that 10, dealing with that route. But I remember the same day which first went, one of my aunties looked me dead in my eye and told me, your mum's going to die, get over it. Mm. Straight point back out of nothing. That's what she told me. He was like, Whoa. So that's what I'm saying. I remember from that day, my heart went cold. That day was fuck the world, didn't it? Whatever happens, happens. Mm-hmm. Like, give to your people. But if they get taken or anything happens, that's part of the game. Get on with it. Mm-hmm. You get me? So, I still think I've got that coldness in me to a certain degree now. Mm-hmm. Like, I will show nothing but love when there's love to be there. But if there's anything else on, fuck them. I can cut things off so easily. It's kind of dangerous. I'm thinking about myself, because I've got that in me, like, where I just think, oh, you know what? Go. Yeah, I don't I need you, really. I, I will leave you. Yeah, the, yeah. Only, the only person in this world who I'm not allowed to cut off is my child. That really, truly, no matter what my child does, I've made her, I've bring her here, I've got to deal with it. You hear me? But as I say, I think personally, me, it comes from a coping mechanism, probably. It's probably a coping mechanism to be real. Yeah, expand on that a bit more because I think I feel it's a coping, it's a way to deal with it because. I'm always expecting the worst to happen, so I prepared myself for it. So if the worst that happens is that I lose what I love, if I train myself to be able to, if I get to move out, I've coped with it. And that's what it's about, isn't it? Protecting yeah. yourself. Yeah. Is Do you it, know what yeah. I mean? Because I've been hurt. I've been feeling yeah. like alone or isolated or feeling hurt. So it's a dangerous feeling that. Do you know what I mean? So how do I protect myself? Well, you know what? If I'm the one that makes myself alone, if I'm the one that pushes you away, 
But that's on me. Yeah, exactly. It's not someone else. Exactly, I'm in control of it. I'm in control. I own, yeah, and, and that's the problem is. I think that's a like, really powerful word when you look at maybe some of us and the way we grow up and some of the like, coping mechanisms mm. when you talk about control. Yeah. And that's what it's about, feeling in control. Yeah. Or taking destiny into your hands, being on the road. Yeah. It's about control. Yeah. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. I'm controlling this. Yeah. I'm making I'm doing, this money. Yeah, no, it's yeah. me. I'm not sitting in my house struggling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. making this happen. Yeah. And that's what happens, man. And that's what happens. It's, it's cold, but that's the way you do things. So I've had that mentality from a young age. Because I thought, I'm, I know people whose mums have passed, I know people who my And it's mad because some of my closest homies, we all have something like that. One mum passed, another one's parents left him under you, you know what I mean? We've all had that, that, that kind of traumatic hit, but from different ways. And sometimes looking and say, you know what the maddest thing is? I can't say it because you never know that, like, get me? But knowing she's going to be there tomorrow is harder than not being there. Like, you know, sometimes if you know you do it, you keep moving, but. Every time that phone rings, you get me? If my phone rings at a certain time of night, I'm, what's wrong? I'm coming out, what's up? Yeah, yeah. No, I just want to know, you know, and they're into oh, cool, cool, cool. Like, hit me, it's like that, you're always on edge. It's like people a time say, though. people like say you've got to go from zero to 100. Bro, man, man's always at 80. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you get me? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it's not that. You get me? So it's like, yeah, so that having that on the back of the mind, that's the same about school. You don't concentrate fully, man. I finished secondary school, skin of my teeth, but I finished it. Yeah. I remember come like October, November, they just said, yeah, don't come back. Come back for your exams only. Because you're just getting too much problems, you're going to get kicked out. You just... And they knew I could hit the grades. Because that's what I learned about the schooling system, especially later on in life. What I learned about the schooling system is it's all money. So what they did to a lot of us, they would keep us for as long as they can. They can get that term pay because there's money attached to every name. I mean, if they see you're going to mess with their results for what they need to look good for, they get you just in time to get you out. But they knew I could hit the results. So they didn't fully kick me out. And I think my head of year, he was also my older brother's head of year before. So he kind of knew my family background. Yeah. So he, when my oldest brother was in school, that's when I was getting ill first. He saw it, he's seen it all come. My middle brother got kicked out of the same school. So when he saw me come through, but like, I think, Whole year ten and eleven was a blur. I probably went. I probably bunked more than I went to lessons. Yeah. Like, what would you be doing that bunking? Man, I'm be bunking trying to get to school half the time, thinking, Nah, man, I'm doing right this time. Yeah. I used to just go in for one lesson. Need I come back to my head in years. And that's when you, you went to, yeah. to college. Exactly. Media. Yeah. And how was college? No, college was a bit mad because Hammersmith was the first college I went to. Yeah. yeah. And like Hammersmith, yeah, West shoots were different, and West shoots had money. Yeah, that old money and the house money. Yeah. Bro, every day was like a fashion show, bro. Bro, my bedroom, around my whole wall, I had, mirror, I had like 14 mirrors around the wall, helped climb up that out. Fine. So that bit keep up, I had a couple of B-suits as well. Yeah, yeah. But bro, after you wear them couple outfits, you're done with you, bro. And then man's wardrobe's still going. <laughs> and I'm broke. Yeah, I'm broke. So that was like that. But I got upset because I went there with three bridges. Yeah, and we're all in the same course, mm. but the course got split into two classes. Everyone got put in the same class except me. Yeah. So I'm a pair by myself. I've got one version that lives in West Kent differently, but he's never around. I like, nah, this is long. So I'm going all the way to Byron's court every morning by myself, but I just start getting pissed off. Yeah. Like, fuck this man. And I just end up, end up cussing my tutor or something, I'm to suck his mum and all that. No, no, I just never went back. 
Now, why did you choose media anyway? I like media, man. What? The world's controlled by media. Media, yeah, marketing. That, yeah, it's all marketing and PR in this world. If they want you to do something, want you to believe something, they'll just push it out to his marketing. The best, best, best ever marketing campaign I've ever seen in my life, I believe, was COVID. Yeah. <laughs> they went all on that marketing campaign. Expand on that, expand they on went all on that marketing. The way how they Some played with the minds. Controversial, expand yeah, whatever. The way they play yeah. with the minds, the way they put things out, the way they dealt with things, the way how even up to now, every day they put things on this much deaths. The way they get you scared to follow them, because all it is when you're marketing the mind, you've got to create that emotion to make people go through your stuff. Don't matter what the emotion is, the emotion they decided to use is fear and trust. Mm. So they've managed to market things so you start thinking towards that. If you clock something on the news, yeah, I clocked this from a long time around cold feet, yeah? Because it's another thing, people won't always read for themselves and listen. So when you watch BBC News, they, end of every, at the end of every day throughout COVID, not they still did, but for the end of every day throughout COVID, they gave the tally of the day. And there was an important line, I'm not quoting it fully, I always forget, but I say the important bit. The news reporter will say, the total deaths today for COVID is 100 mm. Now, if you read what it actually says on the screen, mm. it will say the total deaths for, the total um, number of deaths for people who had COVID within 28 days is. So technically, COVID didn't kill you. You could have had COVID 26 days ago and been clear, but got run off by a bus. That was okay. still registered as a COVID yeah, death. Yeah, 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 yeah. But because that boosted number so high, now really, if they took it off, you might have five people, 10 people died from COVID today. But once you can add that, you died COVID related, you're gonna add COVID to it because you could have died. You could have had a heart problem for 20 years. Caught COVID beginning this month. Got over COVID and your heart problem finally took you. They're not putting heart problem. They're putting COVID. Mm. So the market around that now. Now it goes from five to 100 people a day. People are forgetting 100 people a day in a country of how much millions? About 57 million or 58 million. That's that 0.0 something percent. Mm. It's not enough to really be scared of. But we need you scared. So here's the marketing tools we're going to put in place. Whether it's the obvious stuff like getting big celebrities to say, I've got COVID, it's really bad. You believe me because I'm a celebrity. <laughs> you get me? It's, it's bullshit. But it's all marketing tactics. You see it get done on a small level all the time. But they've took, they took it to a next level with that. Imagine how much splinter cell they might have sitting down putting out these stuff on social media. So if you get enough people saying one thing, it's true. Mm. That's like social media is basically the newspaper of the olden days. How newspapers in olden days were how a lot of our older generations are. If the news, the TV, if anything system related said something, it was true to them. Don't want to hear nothing. Don't want to that's nothing. how fake news stuff is. Yeah, but now that's transferred from that to social media. Parents' generations, whatever they get on social media, they want to tell you the truth. You, know? you can't tell them it's fake. Mm. They believe whatever said because it came through, so, because it came through WhatsApp. Yeah. Looking at COVID, all the things that you've just been saying, you could be an animal, what animal would you be and why? I don't know where I'll be. I'll be an elephant. Do my thing and no one bother me, man. Just cruise through, don't bother me. I just cruise and do what I'm doing and get my water and go. <laughs> yeah, that's probably what I would be. He ain't traveling, no one, no one that traveling. <laughs> yeah, get me? That's probably what I would be. Because I will never be a fish. <laughs> no, that makes sense. That makes sense. Today's episode is sponsored by 460. Nature Reserve, a brand with a purpose. 
If pros were fruit, 460 would be in the organic section. It's nutrition, not just food. But so what, in terms of getting jobs, you was called to get a job. I could like get a job, put me in an interview. interview. Yeah, 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 I'll put an interview. Did you, Bro, you ever, ner- see when did I you ever nervous with interviews? Nervous, like, every never. time, I fucked okay. up. I learned from every interview. Yeah. Like, man, twist me up in yeah, interviews yeah, before. Yeah. Like, I got twisted. up. Sell this pen to me. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you yeah, get me? I remember one interview I went for, yeah? Killing the interview. Killing the interview, killing the interview. Killing the interview so much, yeah? The guy interviewed me, went and got the director of the company, said, you need to meet this guy. Yeah. This guy showed me. And then he showed me a possible payslip. Yeah. Fuck my head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Couldn't think no more, yeah. but I panicked. Like, what? The payslip was something like 50k for that month the man made. I don't know. Now I look back at it, probably a general thing, whatever, yeah, but yeah, yeah. I saw that, but I couldn't answer questions correct no more. I said, <laughs> You're just thinking about the money. Yeah, now. I'm thinking, what can I? Because yeah, I'm in there blagging. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, all half the jobs I've put on my CV yeah, ain't real. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I yeah. just got a bridge and you answer the phone. Yeah. You get me? Yeah, so when they say it's all this and it's like that, I'm like, bro, these men are going to, I can't blame to the 50k. I'm like, oh, nah, nah, nah. Yeah. Failed it. The man looked at me, he's like, looked, he looked at his bridge and like, what did you bring me in there for? You said this guy was good. Yeah. Like, yeah. You get me? So I, like, I learned from each interview, bro. Mm-hmm. See, when I got at it, I got at it. But then once I got into sales, I wanted to get into youth work. That's what I wanted to do. And the maddest thing was, I got onto youth work books. I used to bust it to one of the youth workers. About 18, 19 even. Between 17 to 19 anyway. And I used to bust it on the youth workers and I'd be there. And you see nothing to the end. So they'd come and go and fuck it, man, come and I don't know And then the manager was like, why not put you on as a volunteer? And at that point I'm thinking, hmm, if I get nicked, that would be good. Yeah. You hit me, so I've done it. So why then I got into it. Yeah, the volunteer thing, literally once a month I'll probably pass you. It weren't real. It's just that if you're in there, it makes sense. Mm-hmm. Then but I started getting into it. I started realizing, wow, that is going on now. That. So I got into it. But then what I realized was there was no money in youth work. So I started doing what I'm doing and went to about 20. I was probably about 20, 21. I got serious in youth work. And again, I used the same sales techniques to take myself somewhere else. I looked at different jobs around it. Then I ended up doing a thing called ISS, ISSP. Mm-hmm. And even though we had adult with one group of clients, we were based, like, we were all based on one road, based in Brixton, the company had the contract to run it. But I could also see where people were working, they were slipping and getting complacent, doing too much road shit. Mm-hmm. I know certain, like, our office had nothing but road manager, oh, yeah, and it yeah. was too ignorant, bro. I see, so I don't know, I remember one brush I got done, Kelly broke up one of the years. What, like, he moved to one of the kids? <laughs> he broke up the youth, like. But he broke up the youth, yeah, Bukar, what's it called? Bukar, he done a robbery before he took the youth out of the session. Oh. So he's done a robbery, yeah. So and left something like four or five like. racks in his boot. And the youth must have realised, so he's gonna done something, he's on petrol station, come back and you ain't in the car. The youth breathed out with the money. <laughs> so the youth breathed out with the money. And then he's posted outside the shop, waiting for this little fucker. Yeah. Let's say he pull up in a black taxi with selfish bags and all that. <laughs> <laughs> so he must have lost it and broke up the U. He lost the shop. Yeah. He hit me, bro. That was the type of shit man was getting. So I could see where workers were slipping up. Yeah, yeah. I was new. They've been there for years. I was new to this. But I'm saying, I know through professionalism alone. Yeah. I'll clear. I'll clear. And on top of that, most of the youths who were really active in the borough. One of my young bucks anyway, well, they knew me as an older. 
So they had respect to management. So where certain workers can't talk with them, yeah, I can deal with yeah, them. Yeah. And what I always say as well, yo, it's respect they have for man, not just fair, because fair don't last. The difference is, the reason why they show me respect, bro, once they used to try to put case, they would put case to me, try to say I was shot with the youths, try to sell things, because they couldn't understand how the youths that they couldn't control were listening. But what they don't realise, the youths respect man, not even because of the element of road, for the simple fact that they knew I was really on road, but I'm here off road fully helping them now. Mm. Like, that's really showing them that shit can change. But you get workers who are very insecure yeah. and upset that they uh, can't have these I relationships. Yeah, yeah. So not even this back then, they told me straight, I think he's selling drugs with them now. Like, that's what they said straight, you know. It's lucky I was getting things reported back to me. Mm. Like, these wankers. Because they, they couldn't stand by them. I was managing the ISSP. I was probably like 22. So I was mad to tell the 50 year old what to do. So a lot of youth workers look at these yeah. youths as the kids who used to bully them. Yeah. And now it's their time to get their back Serious. on them. Or they want to feel big. Well, that's something you've observed. I've observed that yeah. many times. One of the worst things I see youth workers do is try to prove their role to youths. I used to be on road too. Yeah. Like, I used to do yeah. this shot, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You're yeah. here. Yeah, you're yeah. yeah. working. Yeah. Get your yeah. money. Yeah, get your work and work. Get your money to do. Yeah. Be a youth worker. As a youth, I've walked in this room to be helped. Yeah. I've attended this session today to be helped. Yeah. I don't want to hear your fucking your bullshit story, stories. Yeah. And ask the stories of fake anyway. Yeah, yeah, you get me? Yeah, yeah. Go ask my uncle who you were. Hey, you tell him shop, he's a dickhead. Yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> but these yeah, men yeah. were going like, yeah, that yeah, and that. Yeah. I've seen a lot of men come into this field mm. trying to be that guy. And you see that a lot in youth work, man. Or you see some of the out-of-towners. Hey, there's a lot of money in this youth field in London. Mm. You can go there, go get your social degree or whatever, get a good thing. And they come in, they don't give a fuck about you, they want the wage. Mm. Like, I always told, I told, I told my workers plenty of time, I tell people plenty of time, if you don't care about what you're doing here, go sell holidays. Because if you don't turn up for work, then you're not affecting someone's life. Right now, you're dealing with people's lives. So you've got to care. And why do you think, where did that care come from for you? Understanding it, innit? You know what it is. It takes one to know one, innit? You, who feels it knows it. And you feel it from the real levels of feeling it. Would you say who feels it knows it? Yeah, who feels it knows it, bro. So you know what the youths are going through. Mm. And you can tell when you even trying to not do it, but they get caught up in it. It don't mean that they want to do it. It don't mean they should be punished horribly. There are some youths who are just fuckers, isn't it? That's just life, isn't it? Some yeah. people are just that. Yeah. But a lot of youths, when you dig into it, see what's happening. And then you go and into their backgrounds and you go into their family yeah, backgrounds yeah. and all that. Like, this is one reason where a lot of us are so harsh on our youths right now. We be harsh on our children from when they're young because if we don't discipline and sort them out from now, it will be the feds disciplining them and the court system disciplining them. And they're not going to have no compassion. They're not going to care everybody. It's easier. What they say, it's easier to raise a child correctly than fix a broken adult. So that again? It's easier to raise a child correctly rather than fix a broken adult. All right, so have you got, like, because you've dropped a few gems, have you got um, a favourite quote? Mm-mm, aim for the moon, even if you miss you amongst the stars. Mm. That was on the quotes I always had in my head, like, just go for it, innit? Because most men don't go for things. And we'll sit there watching you. Some will hope you fail, some won't, but whatever happens, they're in the same position. Mm. Now, if you went for what you went for, even if you hit your target, even if you hit the goal you wanted, you still hit the stars, bro. You still got something happening. You still made something happen. You're still winning somewhere. And even if it fails, that's what I say in life, if it fails, yeah, all that happens is you're going to come back to the same position you was before. And if you didn't do nothing, you'd have been in that position anyway. Mm. So it's worth a try. You're not going to lose out, innit? So shoot. Shoot for the moon, man. The other one, I always say it wrong, but I know what I mean. 
<laughs> is, um, what type of soldier comes back with clean armor? Yeah, a knight in shining armor has never been tested. You have to get dirty. You have to get dirty, man. You have to go through shit in life, one way or another. Talking about going through things in life, what would you say has been your, your biggest adversity that you've had to go through in life? Boy. I've got an adversity every couple of years in my own personal growth, I would say. Me, I said, I've been sick for what? Just over six years now. I've been on a dialysis machine three times a week for six years. I got tubes hanging out of my chest. I live with tubes hanging out of my chest. But before I was wired when I came here, you get me? And that's the game. I sat on the machine and watched man opposite me die from the same thing that I got. Well, I could just go and they just life. Get me? So if you think anything's old to you. So what do you do? Because like, I'm, I'm trying to get into you, I'm trying to understand. Bro, I get on, I laugh. You know what I do with pain? I laugh. Before I got ill, yeah. I never had one hospital trip in my life like uh, staying overnight for nothing. Nothing like that for myself. Now, I didn't have a scar on my body. Well, a couple of like, little edict ones with a little cut on my knuckle or something like that. But no real scars. My whole chest has got different marks in it now. For how they put this in, you cut that open, put that in, take that out. Part of the game, bro. So it's like the best way to deal with pain is laughing. I see people in the hospital screaming. Screaming because they got pain at them. Ah, damn, you're an idiot. Conserve your energy. Use the energy to get through this pain. Because what you're doing right now is using that more energy, hurting yourself. You want, and you want the worst thing is, all these kidney failures I've had, yeah? I mean, since five minutes kidney failure, all this operation, I've been septic twice, hospital, blood poison, whatever, whatever, almost dead, they said. I didn't even realize I was almost dying. That's the worst thing. I didn't even know I was in resuscitation, which they told me after. Yeah. Like, we're going to take you out of resuscitation. I was like, what? what? As a resuscitation, yeah. like, it's a bit much. Like, yeah. <laughs> me. So that things like that, bro, I don't let it consume me. That's really important when you just sit there like, like Mess. Don't let it consume me. Because that's a hard, that's, that's hard. Brother, How do you bro, master that? You can't How master you? it, you can't master it. Mm. Like, certain days you just want to kill everyone. Don't get to certain days you're like, fuck everything. But you do have your white knee days there. Like, fuck, you know. Yeah. Like, I'm going through this. Like, when do I get an ease of pain? I pain, I'm in pain every they even gave me flipping long-term painkillers the other day. I don't take them, bro. I just ride the pain with it. It makes me feel human, and a lot of them as well. Take that, and all of a sudden you've got problems with your heart. It's not worth it, really, bro. So I just, bro, I take it as I'm human. I'm meant to feel stuff. Like, as much as I hate pain. Don't get twisted. I yeah, hate you're pain. You're not embracing it. You're not enjoying it. You're not enjoying the reality. Wait a minute. And the worst thing, the worst pain I had was this. Flipping gas canister blew up on me. Literally. River Island tracksuit on me, yeah? And I had some Ray-Ban glasses on, sunglasses. And them two things are what saved me. But luckily, this, this suit went flammable. So if you see, you see where it stops. I was literally leaning over, over a cold barbecue. Mm. So, and the gas canister was there on the next thing, and it blew up. Boom! And my missus and my daughter was over there. They said they saw it make me fly back. I got clean hit rude by it. And again, the same mentality. So I'm getting up, I'm not staying down. When she stay down, you man, I'll get my gut. All I remember saying was, fuck my face. I just felt my face burning. Yeah, and I didn't even notice my hand was burning. I felt my face burning. I got up. Where's the ice? Where's the ice? Because there was some ice in there then. And then I looked at my hand and saw most of my skin was gone, peeling, like just ripped. So I thought, shit, that's my face ripped as well, isn't it? My face is fucked, my face is fucked. Don't worry, you're all right, you're all right. Yeah, you see where the sunglasses covered it. And the doctor said, basically, if you have glasses on, it would have blinded you. 
with the burnt yeah, yeah, yeah. everything would have been gone. Like, bro, I walked into the, I was in Hastings, I walked into the hospital. Where's the fuck? I walked into the hospital and the nurse said, Someone with the Nando's. That's what I'm going up. My yeah. hair was singed. All that damage from bare hair come off. It's burning. I couldn't see my face. I thought it was gone, but my face went mad. But look, I'm seeing now. God bless me. I'm good, isn't it? I didn't care. Even at that point, I was like, whatever, man. It's a face, isn't it? It's like it's all and I got a girl already. I'm all right. Yeah, 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 <laughs> you know what I mean? Like whatever. Skin that that hurt. Well, I was under a cold water tap for like three, four hours. It just kept it was a gas burn, so it just kept them going on your skin, burning, burning, but I ain't never thought I'd pain like that before. Mm-hmm. Forget how much that when they put this line in my chest, they cut it open, cut open your neck, go under, go in and all that. But I feel like it's really important. Obviously it's your reality, but what you're saying, do you know what I mean? Because like you say, I know for myself, I could be someone that maybe was like, oh man, I feel down and down. like you say, I'm sure there's times you do, but I feel it's important that what you're saying, how you get on with it, and carry on pushing forward, and carry on going going through and getting to your destination. I feel that it's really important that people hear that. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's inspirational. Because I'm listening to you right now, and I'm like, oh, like, do you know what I mean? You see someone, you know, like, you see everyone, people, and you know, everyone's, everyone's got, got shit going on. on. Everyone's got shit going on. Yeah. Thing. That's what it is. People have to stop feeling sorry for themselves. Because mm. I'll be real to you, mm. if it weren't for me dialyzing, I would never have started my latest business. I've had the idea to write these, these um, superhero stories. Yeah, it's probably about eight, ten years. Never got around to it, I'd do my other businesses. Mm-hmm. One until God humbled me and sat me down for 12 hours a week on a machine where I said, you know what? Why am I, bruv, as I said, yeah, I was sitting down watching all these shows. Yeah. Never watched Teddy like that before. Yeah. Uh, before, I was doing the Big J stuff, the sources, we were selling all over the country, Selfridges, Butcher's Daddies, we're doing that, we're out there. When I got this, I bought a flipping iPad, sat on the machine, I watched everything until, even now, I'm going to be ashamed to it, I'm up to date with Real Wives of Atlanta, Real Housewives of Potomac. I got routines on TV. Yeah. I started watching everything. I said, you know what? This is stupid, bro. You can put in your own stories out. Yeah. So then I stopped watching for a while. I started writing my book. I wrote two novels whilst I'm on the machine. We've released two novels, wrote two novels. What would never have got done, yeah. I would always had an excuse. But now I'm sitting down for 12 hours a week. Hey, go for it. Yeah. Let me wrote them out, put them out, created a whole new business. Make the best out of it. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 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 And then you see the man who are on the machine same time as me, who ain't doing nothing and stuff, they're the ones who get consumed in the illness. Yeah. yeah. The illness yeah. is there and it won't go, but it's going to be a hard ride. I know that. Now I'm in this journey. This journey is till the last days. And to my last days, I'm in this journey. That's how it is. It's gonna be there. So you're adapting and learning. You how have to, to yeah, it. and you have to, and every brother, it gets worse every year. Every year, I just want to get a transplant. Once I get a transplant, I can start that new journey. At least that new journey, I'm not on the machine three times a week if it goes well. Inshallah, I'm not on the machine three times a week. I'm all right, and it like that leads me to my next part. So you said that you wrote, um, you wrote two novels. Yeah. And what's that? What's that about? So we got Squad Jack, Andy. So it's superhero novels. So it's aimed at like teenagers and above. And it's basically bringing superhero universe to London. So I thought, you know what? Imagine, imagine Marvel yeah. meets drill. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, imagine Marvel meets London culture. So I've done that. So it's got the mad intergalactic superhero storylines. 
but then it's got our everyday culture and things added to it. So it's a nice, perfect blend. So yeah, that's what's out. It's out now. You've got squadgigantic.com and you can get them. We've just done a distribution though as well, so we're going to see them about and play some more. And yeah, that's it. And what is that something like, what, what, like you said, you, obviously the dialysis and that, but have you always been into like, Comic books and stuff like that. You know what? Not even comic books, but I've loved superhero movies yeah, yeah, and okay, shows. Yeah. And then especially when Marvel came back in hard on the, yeah. on the live actions, yeah. it woke everything back up for me again. I used to love Turtles growing up. Yeah, Turtles yeah, was my yeah, shit. Yeah, Turtles yeah, yeah, was yeah, my... Yeah, yeah. That was my show. You know me? I was Donatello. Like, you know what I mean? That yeah. was my thing. So I always had that love. But, but I wanted to be novels rather than comic books as well because I wanted to get used to reading. I wanted used to use the imagination more. When you've got a novel, you've got to create the scene more. I'm giving you the basic guideline and tools that you've got to take yeah. level. When it's a comic, it's all in your face. You can't really think as much. You've got to just go with what you're told. So I put the basics in place and everyone has to go further with it. So yeah, man. Now I'm looking to go for animation. That's what's next to you. Animation and live action. I want to put it on the screens. What's the, the method behind it like in terms of community? Because I know you've done a lot of community work and whatnot. Everything I look at has got community elements. So even with this book, I give a lot of them away to young people. We give a lot of stuff. We do um, sessions with young people on business and writing. But <clears throat> even in the book, there's a heavy entrepreneurial element to it. Like in the book, the one of the superheroes buy back the block. So we own our own blocks about ownership. Each of the characters have their own businesses or got their own kind of hustle things to do as well. So it's always got that underlying element of entrepreneurship and motivation. It's always there and it's putting, you read what you see, it's putting away what ain't. What ain't too telly telly, it ain't forcing that upon you. It's letting you figure it out for yourself and go with it. It's putting that motivation and inspiration into the youth's minds. Before that, with the food stuff as well, we used to take certain parts of the profits and we used to do our oil project on road off-road where young people can decide if business is for them or not. Mm. And if they do, they do a little program with us and then we put a little money towards their businesses and do things like that. So it's always had the community element. <coughs> because that's where it comes from. Man. Yeah. That's what the, me and the Big J brand, the community element is a heavy part of it. Putting other options in front of young people. Yeah. So they might have to offend. Because if you put a certain option in front of them, a lot of the offender will be tackled. If a lot of them are there for money, it'll be tackled. If a lot of them are there for that kind of ratings and hype, put the right option in front of them and be tackled. Because you can get that ratings from other things. Mm. What don't have to make that's it no such yeah. information. Yeah. Because I think that's key. Like a lot of times we don't have the information. We don't know that there's this opportunity there or there's that information. Or exactly. you know what, I want to open up a coffee shop. Right, I could actually get a coffee machine funded. Yeah, yeah. Because I'm funded. from Lambeth. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So you can get at least, you ain't got to put the money up front. You can yeah. lease it and make your money back every month and pay it off. There's so much options, but we, even back to financial education, we're told like you've got to pay for everything up front. Like, a lot of our older generation ran from loans and debts. They don't realise there is good debt. Mm. If you're doing the correct thing with it and make it happen. That's why I say when we do community stuff, it's about showing that side of the community to the kids. That's why I'm not going to be a science teacher. Not be the English teacher, but I can motivate and inspire. And the certain things that I do know, I will gladly share. 100%. That's where we come. Talking about Squad Gigantics, where did you say we can find out about the Squad Gigantics.com. Go on any Instagram or anything, Squad Gigantic. Go on the website, Squad Gigantic.com. It's all there. It's there for the day. But, sir, it's been an absolute pleasure. Bro, thanks for having me, man. Thanks for having me today all day, you get me?